Hello and welcome once again to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil speaking. With me as always is Dave. And this week we've got coming off of his shelf, 2016's Split, directed by M. Night Shyamalan and uh, starring James McAvoy and Anya Taylor-Joy. Dave, how you doing, buddy? How has your week been? And of course, uh, why? Why this movie and why now? My week's been pretty good, Philip. I helped put up a fence today, so I went from decking to fencing all in one year. Mm-hmm. It's quite a wow. quite a feat for me, and did some gardening, uh, gardening as well. A little bit of a green thumb going on over here. Um, Impressive. Yeah, sure, not really. You might want to get that looked at, however. There is, a, <laughs> I think, the, I don't know if you've got medical insurance, but oh, absolutely, might want to have a look at that. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, now this movie, Philip, um, is relatively random, uh, but I figured we'd tackle a bit of a different genre, uh, see uh, see some new faces, uh, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and I've only watched this movie twice, and it's been about uh, four years or so, okay, etc. So I am anxious to hear. Really anxious. You have no idea. A, I need to know how you're doing. B, I would want to hear your initial thoughts coming from someone who, because I have some thoughts about watching it the first time versus watching it the second or third time. So you having mm-hmm. just watching it for the first time, I'm, I'm interested to see what your your thoughts are in around. Now, not you're not a big fan necessarily of this director, so that's got me curious and see if that swayed you a bit. But uh, talk to me, buddy. Talk to me, please. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I would say that uh, 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 initial thought is this is uh, better than Unbreakable. Okay. Uh, I would I would suggest uh, it may be. I mean, I have real problems with the Sixth Sense, but it's definitely kind of made by. Ah, by that's uh, uh, that, I, I forgot the movie that kind of. Put you off of uh, M Night, and that now I remember. Yeah, that. I wasn't a huge fan of that, yeah. and Unbreakable I skipped as a result, and then I saw Signs, mm-hmm. and that one was the one that I was like, I'm out, I can't watch this really? anymore. I didn't mind Signs. Yeah, I didn't mind Signs. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm sure it's 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 worthy of a of a rewatch, um, but uh, yeah. but on first uh, uh, first. Uh, instinct anyway i thought i don't like this guy i don't like this movie and i'm out so being introduced to unbreakable to you by you previously in the archives you'll you'll have a listen to that you're welcome, uh, if you're yeah. interested you're welcome and um you know i had some problems with that one generally speaking a lot of that comes down to the bruce of it all uh he's just a, a real actor that, that puts me off but i believe so you, the, you the benefit of that was that was suited bruce the most out of the bruce absolutely done. okay i don't want it to go no back and i it, it, no, 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 no. I just mean to say there's a reason why I never watched it, and that was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his sort of stoicism definitely was appropriate in that movie. Very stoic. And played into it well enough. But, um, you know, the movie still failed to kind of give me the, the same place that you did, or got me to the same place that you did. Now, this, however, I thought, with regards to McAvoy, a real tour de force uh, in terms of performance. I was really impressed by him. I didn't really know what to expect going into this. Now, I did win free passes to see this movie glass 
Ah, uh, yes. But I slept. But I slept through all of it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, the super nod. The uh, yeah, I have very very little recollection of winning uh, of of seeing that movie. So kind of in and out. So, so I'm going to bring it off the shelf, obviously, to to complete the trifecta. So we'll consider it'll be your first viewing, then perhaps when we do bring it off. It'll certainly be the first full viewing that I, I haven't gone back to it. But all of that is to say that I was really impressed by this movie more so than I thought it was. Because what I was watching in glass, I was like in and out of it. So again, it's not a real, uh, a real thorough viewing. Yeah. But it left me a little like eh, I'm not into it. And whereas this, I felt I was pretty into it uh, pretty quickly. I think it's a little long generally, but overall, I was really impressed by not only the restraint of filmmaking, because uh, as we talked about in Unbreakable, there's a very there's a lot of showy camera work that that we found or I found in that movie that that Shyamalan kind of presented. Yeah, I didn't and I felt that. this movie's pretty restrained you know yes. there's a couple of scenes a couple of shots i thought hey, okay you know come on um nothing really but overall I, I was nothing really i, I can't it's really that. honestly just the one the one thing that that sticks out to me more than any is is when she is casey is waking up and she's lying on the bed waking up and the camera is sideways and they pan over and the girls are on the bed next to her but her but the camera angle is still sideways and i'm just like you know you don't need to give a pov like that Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just sort of hokey to me. Yeah, purely um, unnecessary. I get you. Uh, in that instance, I would suggest yeah. But the other camera work in the movie overall, I thought was pretty solid. So as I said, in the end, I, I like the movie uh, more so than I really thought I was going to, and uh, thought it was a pretty effective thriller, and and, and um, had some moments of genuine creepiness. But again, really performance wise, it's it's really his uh, McAvoy show, and and really nails it. So you're saying this is the first? This is again my first time. You said it's uh, second and third. What was it like revisiting it? What was it like going back and uh, you know diving into this world? The best way I can summarize it or articulate it, Phil, is it's like is it like a yam? No, no, we're not uh, getting cream we're of not soup. Getting, uh, no, no food analogy. <laughs> uh, I've got a lot of hate mail towards that. <laughs> People don't uh, want to hear. It. Yeah, so I have a weather analogy instead. So. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> it's sort of, it's like driving in the country during a really bad storm, uh, a thunderstorm. You know, kind of a scary situation, and you're in obviously like hard downpours. You're driving significantly slower than you normally would to 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 be safe. And, and there's moments of, you know, like you're really scared. It's getting really bad, and then there's moments of okay, I think it's going to be okay. I'm all right. The, the the rain's letting up a little bit, and then it comes hard down again. That's the first watch. The second watch is driving the same road, the next day, at the same speed, but in perfectly clear weather. So okay, okay. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense at all. I'm hoping I can further explain it if I need to. Uh, <laughs> I well, don't think the world needs any further <laughs> explanation on that. But to, to summarize that summary, it 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 did depreci- depreciate significantly uh, from the first watch to the second watch with the fact that the suspense was somewhat removed from the situation. Unfortunately, I, I felt this film heavily reliant uh, outside of an absolutely per- great performance, as you mentioned by James McAvoy, a real showcase, I think, for him. And I really thought it was Oscar-worthy. Now, I looked at the year. It was a pretty competitive year, uh, I think. It was 2017. I know that La La Land movie was out and a few other ones. Me and my coworker were discussing it, the movie, 
at, at work mm-hmm. and, and he he kind of quickly looked it up and was curious to see and he said it looked like a pretty tough year it's like okay and i accepted that move forward but that that's how i got to the second one now not to say i didn't enjoy it uh the movie but mo- like most of m night's movies they're incredibly slow almost all of them uh signs as i say although the, i i said i enjoyed it and i'll, I'll again i'll have to watch it again because maybe I won't as much the second time, but I just find, I mean, Unbreakable has a big payoff for me. And I think what, for me in this movie, I didn't get this, the, the dramatic score that we got in Unbreakable, like that last. Yeah. Yeah. Rising, rising from the pool. Yeah. So it's like Unbreakable. And that's why I have to say, if I, I, at first, and a lot of people mention this too, when I talk about this movie and this director and Split seems to be the one, oh yeah, Split's the good one or one of the good ones, not necessarily the only good one. Uh, Apparently Lady in the Water is, I haven't seen, it's pretty, at least according to the same coworker, pretty good. So I might check that out. Uh, You know, but watching this movie, you know, it's kind of slow, maybe feel like I'm I aged watching this movie now I haven't seen the movie old oh. either uh, which is the latest one uh, <laughs> but it was a bit of a struggle to get through uh, but thank luckily to thanks to James McAvoy's performance I think that there is a lot of good things about this film and I do like the world Phil so I, I want to ask you uh, how do you feel generally now that you've seen Unbreakable uh, Split and Eight Seconds of Glass how do you feel about <laughs> this world that M. Night has created? Because this is the only movie that has multiple movies in, on, in the same world, as far as I know, anyway. Yeah, you know, I would suggest that that's probably a better conversation for when we watch Glass, because... Mm-hmm. Oh, we can save it. Uh, I only just mean because on, a, on this movie's merits alone, <clears throat> it doesn't have any connective tissue to me. Like, I felt like that last shot, little bit of sequence of the diner, to be a bit unnecessary like i didn't it's it the, the, it's not a movie that's presupposing that you're in that world you know what i mean so i'm watching the movie and for an hour and 51 minutes or what have you it's completely removed from the world it's not the world and then yeah. it sort of ties it in with a pretty lackluster to me a kind of cliffhanger moment uh now i have meant to ask you around that uh mm-hmm. when we got there but uh, around your 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 feelings about that, particularly on a first watch, but I was yes. surprised by it, uh, and I felt what little I did see of Glass, I thought to myself, like, well, where's the tie-in? And then the tie-in is so loose and almost non-existent that I, I wouldn't really put this movie in that category of the world. Now, what I will say is is in the creation of this sort of character and his sort of manifestations and, and the different uh, personalities and so forth, like that to me creates a really ripe world for building upon. So maybe what's that, what, what that is to say is I would have accepted that this was the origin story of something like the beast and the horde and whatnot. And I would have been pretty happy to, revisit that in a sequel to split let's say split two or split again or split more or another split or banana split or whatever the case may be uh so i thought that that the world that they created for this movie i thought was was um 
pretty compelling. I like the relationship with the with the, you know, we'll get to all the specifics, but I like the relationship with the with the sort of therapist, psychologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the relationship that the the you know Casey that character Anya Anya Taylor Joy Joy is I thought really good in this movie. And again, a, a compelling enough character, and watching her interact with the different personalities and kind of work with them and, and, and work against them at times. So, oh, I liked all of that sort of world building. I just at the by the end of the movie, I didn't expect or suspect that this was world building upon Unbreakable because I didn't really connect those dots at all throughout the entirety of the movie, except for that last little moment. Yeah, it's interesting. Now, yeah, it was interesting to consider this is this a sequel, and like, it is, but at the same time, much like Star Trek VI, it, st- it stands on its own. <laughs> it stands on its own. <laughs> I think, and that, and that's how I, that's how I took it because again, I didn't really know as much as I, again, I heard of Glass, you know, I have some kind of knowledge of it. I, I didn't know how this movie was going to sort of play into it, and as I said, if I'm, if I'm first time watcher, long time listener, I wouldn't have understood the connective tissue at all. Like there is no connection to it whatsoever until the very end. So what's funny about that, uh, Phil, is that and I'll tell you my experience now since we're talking about it, is that please. was kept under wraps. Uh, okay. Bruce Willis Bruce Willis's um, cameo, like almost cameo mm-hmm. uh, in this movie <laughs> against the producer's desire i believe m night gotten a lot of somewhat some, some hot water in regards to it apparently I, I, there's some story to that if you want to you and the our listeners to, to look if someone that. wants to do the fact yeah check. i don't feel like it gotta, <laughs> if someone I, else wants to do i'm it, building please. fences phil i'm gardening i got all the time for that <laughs> i got this green thumb i'm dealing with yeah, how am i supposed so to do this affected <laughs> who's got time who's got, yeah so when i first watched it i was in awe I was so, I was over the moon, as my mom would say. Uh, I I loved it, and I just like, oh my god! I because I had no idea. I had no idea. All I knew was this was an M Night movie, and that's that's literally sure. it. That's, and and starring James McAvoy. I'm like, oh, I like James McAvoy. That's cool. So yeah, looks like an interesting uh, trailer. I dig. I bought, it. and I just again, I hadn't seen it in theaters. I just bought the Blu-ray when it came out. I think pretty soon after it got yeah. released. Uh, because uh, I was really, I enjoyed Unbreakable. I'm like, okay, well, I'll get his next one. And sure. I think I was so much in awe of it that when I watched it again, I still obviously appreciate it, but, I mean, it's not an amazing scene, and there's nothing really to it, other than to loosely, as you said, tie it in to to, yeah. to, to the fact that we're in Philadelphia. And uh, so, I, I again, the first time, I was just like, oh, I was telling my friends, I was so excited like, oh my god split like, oh i was i was just like a little giddy schoolgirl uh, about the appearance of of david dunn uh, bruce's character so i i loved it uh, now i forget what the alternate ending was there's an alternate ending in this movie anyways i'm not going to talk about it now because i can't tell you anything about it because i forgot i'm sure i watched it one time okay. i watched it this time uh so when it comes okay. to the world and and of course i have a see and we'll talk more i guess again when we when we get to glass as as a whole uh, of the movie, but as you as you said, Split uh, Split is considered one of Knight's better movies. It, you don't need to watch really any other of his movies to watch this one. Uh, it's definitely 
like you said, it sets up for a oh split two or you know split again or well, all your terrible titles yeah. that you tried to give us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the resplit. I mean, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think for I mean, you know, back to what we were sort of talking to uh, is the watching it the second time. Now you watched it a couple times, I'm guessing uh, this week. Yep. Okay. Of course. How did you feel? Like I kind of shared how I felt, how the movie a little bit depreciated when you take the suspense out of it, and it really hung its hat on on the performances of uh, primarily McAvoy and, and the others. Everything, everyone was good. Sure. Down to M Night's wonderful performance that he always typically provides us in his movie. <laughs> he just likes to <laughs> likes yeah. a little bit of screen so time. So ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Such a joke. Yeah. Whatever. I don't. In know. this one in particular, I didn't like that whole scene. We'll, we'll get. There. Oh, it was a um, throwaway. I have nothing. No notes on that scene because it wasn't. It wasn't memorable, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, what are your, what are your uh, watching it for? Anytime. Minute? I'd say anytime you watch a movie. I mean, obviously, we're talking about a, you know watching a movie a couple of times within the same week, so it's obviously not going to have the same kind of punch. Um, that anything else would have, but I, I, there are movies, you know, this is one of the issues I have with the sixth sense versus some of the other movies that, that sort of have this predication on a a twist. You know, the twist is the entire sort of gist of the movie. It's Mm -hmm. the, it's the fulcrum as it were. And it's, you know, where, whereas I, there is nothing in this movie that is, you know, for lack of a better term, twisty. You know, I, I suppose maybe that last cameo is like the the moment of you know the coup de gras for that. That's a but. really pleasant surprise. Not yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that as a twist. I think it's something else, but it's sure. Yeah, but that's the only thing that was came out of left field to me, right? Whereas something like the Sixth Sense is sort of predicated again on this, like oh, you have to sort of the movie has to take you to the to the point where it gets to turn you around on it, like oh my gosh, what I've been watching, mm-hmm. and this movie doesn't try and do that, and I find. The benefit of that is uh, it allows it to just kind of exist and the audience to just sort of watch it along with it. So for me, I and I, I'm a person that, again, I, I've watched movies many, 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 many times. And like whether it's horror movies or it's thrillers or comedies or whatever. And some funny is still is just always funny, no matter how many times I've seen it. Just as some tense moments are just as tense anytime I see it. So uh, I would suggest that even though this is all the same week. Uh, I felt like what it was delivering continued delivered enough uh, mm. on the second watch. Now, fast forward five years from now, I think I, I think this movie is sort of good enough that I would probably be sucked back into into it. And, and it does come down to his performance in general. But again, the the restraint of the camera work I can't I can't say it enough really because again, Shyamalan is not a director that I particularly enjoy generally speaking. Um, but I did think that this was a fairly accomplished movie and and shot well and written fairly well there's there's some sort of clunkers here and there but overall i thought a, a real solid movie and i don't think that that would depreciate at least not to the point where it would become uh unliked or you know or, or, or unrecommended or whatever else that you know like I, I think private I, if ryan I watch on the it 24th time saving for ryan uh you know, watching it that many times, it was hard, and I feel bad about that one. Uh, doing Save Red Ryan and talking <laughs> about it, like, oh well, I've watched it so many damn times that I'm gonna just nitpick every little thing, and and uh, I stand by it. Don't get me wrong, I stand by it, 100. percent But I mean, you get a movie like A Few Good Men, for example, where wow, like I that was such an easy watch, and unfortunately, that's just raised the bar for a lot of movies to to rewatchability. 
And I just find with Ed, the combination of the, the the suspense, you know, knowing and just M Night's slow paced movies, they just sometimes just a little bit too slow for me. And I'm uh, I don't mind a slow movie as, as as I say, Unbreakable is I think I mean I, I'd say I like that one a little bit better because of the payoff. But it's because of the payoff I was able to, to kind of suck more out of that movie than I was able at a at a split for some reason. Now I don't want to say it's the Bruce. I really don't because I go McAvoy's is so good in this <laughs> that I forget he's an antagonist. I mean I feel like he's eighty six protagonist and fourteen percent protagonist because of some of his personalities aren't that bad, right? Like Hedwig, for example. Sure. Is almost I wouldn't say protagonist. That's obviously a very loose term for that. But it almost makes you forget of the terrible crime that he's committed. Uh basically at the move at the very beginning of the movie and of course what he ends up doing obviously toward towards the towards the end you almost forget you know i don't know if there's any moments in the movie where you're like cheering for him <laughs> i don't i don't think that's that's the case if so i'm, I'm very concerned uh i'm just he he only has really one scene and it's near the end that we'll get to uh yeah. that I, I thought I, I was really quite impressed by and i, I had a similarly uh I, I had similar feelings around Yes. To a slightly lesser degree, but uh, Ethan Hawke in, in Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, which we talked about, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. the resignation scene. I really like that in general. But yeah, no, I'm never on his side. And it's not easy to sort of tell the story, you know, of the of uh, of the villain, let's say. Like with no um, protagonist at all. Like there's no protagonist in the movie. Well, I mean, you know, Casey is, is really the closest we yeah. have to it. You know, we get some of her backstory. We get some of her story true, true. kind of peppered in there. But yeah. it's all in in relationship to uh, to the villain, and and what's interesting about that, I mean, as you said, you have the ability when dealing with a disassociative identity disorder mm-hmm. to uh, to, as you say, kind of have your own gamut. So while you know Dennis might be a, a, a the villain. Uh, Kevin isn't, or Hedwig isn't, but Patricia is, yeah, Patricia or is. you know, and, and that's kind of an interesting. I think anyway, an interesting kind of concept to, to, to sort of tell your story, and so as a result of those things, it's why I, I agree. I, I actually like this movie more than Unbreakable, um, because I think it, it's got it's got a little more depth to it. I didn't find it particularly. Uh, too long or, or, or boring, let's say. There were a couple of, you know, I think it is probably a little too long, but not for reasons that I found it dragging. There are just a couple of moments or a couple of scenes that I thought, like, we don't need this, or this is kind of dragging on, maybe in the, in the moment a little too long. But as a whole, um, I didn't really ever feel um, dragged along too long too much you know even when when if a scene was dragging a little too bit too much i found it wrapped up quicker you know or quickly enough right so just as i'm starting to feel like this is dragging i'm you know it ends up kind of pushing me along yeah and i'm I'm kind of impressed by that because i don't know that again unbreakable and and my memory of the sixth sense which i haven't seen obviously in you know 20 years Mm, um, is that some of those scenes are, are kind of interminable um, that just kind of go on and the movie itself kind of lumbers forward. But I found enough of this movie to be compelling and interesting enough and wanted to see where the next thing is going that I was I was 
propelled along pretty pretty. And that's how I felt my first watch. Like that, and that's what I mean. Like I really enjoyed my, okay. my my first watch. So not taking anything away from the movie. I'm not gonna saving Private Ryan, everyone here. But it's it's a definitely <laughs> definitely worth a. Uh, worth a, a couple watches for sure. I just felt it did. It just, as I mentioned, kind of in the beginning, you know, maybe maybe that's not. Maybe that's me. Maybe I wasn't. Uh, you know, maybe I just. I'm. It was just. This, I'm too hard on it. The suspense aspect of it. Maybe I myself was too reliant on it the first time, uh, in t- taking that away. Or maybe I just gotta let that go and just you know let myself you know just do it all over again, as it were. Uh, and just kind of forget about the first watch and just take it what it is and just enjoy the ride, Philip. Uh, you know. Well, you know, I think that that's a. I mean, that's try, how I try and personally, anyway, try and watch most of these movies. Ultimately, is, is the ones that I've seen a lot of. Try I try and tap into that to that first mm-hmm. viewing or try and kind of get back into that headspace a little bit or, or what have you. You know, but there are movies we, we've talked about it where, where I've seen it dozens of times. And whether and it's a movie I go to to feel the things like you were saying with Unbreakable, where it's, you know, I'll watch this movie because it makes me feel happy, you know, or I'll watch this movie because it makes me feel sad and I'm kind of in a sad mood and I want to kind of reinforce it or hopeful or positive, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and, you know, I've got go to movies that that I've seen, like I said, a dozen times and continue to put either a smile on my face or a tear to my eye or fill me with hope and, and promise and um, so I try and kind of tap into that and so that nothing ever gets to the point where it's like, again, <laughs> you know, because ultimately I'm, I'm choosing to watch these movies, you know, no one's sort of, well, I mean, I guess you're throwing them at me every other week, but generally speaking, I'm choosing to watch these movies. So, yeah. Um, and I think that's part of it too. I think I still have the, the expectations because I recall really enjoying it. So I think I kind of, mm-hmm. you know, shot myself in the foot a little bit and didn't, you know, I should, well, I've seen this before. I shouldn't have the expectations of uh, a first time viewing. So I think that mm, that might, might have been too, a little bit to it as well. Uh, Could be. What we should do, Phil, I think we should spend about 10 minutes on each of his personalities. We have 24 personalities. Uh, <laughs> 10 minutes each. So we're in for the, for the, for the long haul. I'm just, yeah. I'm just Buckle kidding. in, folks. <laughs> yeah. uh, just kidding, of course. Uh, but to, how, how did you feel how the stage was set? Like how 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 basically, you know, the abduction. I guess I think that would be a pretty accurate term. Uh, how they got the ball rolling in this movie? Uh, were you? I I liked it. I mean, generally speaking, I thought um, I, there are a couple of things I didn't know or didn't really kind of understand. So the cleared up for you. The, <laughs> the level of sort of ignorance, and you know, maybe that's just teenage. Teenage girls, you know, sort of being ignorant to the world, you know, yes. that this guy sort of sat in the car right, and it took phones, them, feels like, just... some time to figure out that that, that was weird, yeah. you know? Lack of awareness is um, pretty common amongst everyone these days. Yeah, certainly. That's that's fair. That's fair. I also, you know, I found it, again, I did this all the conversation at the birthday party. I just thought, this is overwritten. So, I mean, in my first moments with the movie, I thought, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to like this movie. Like... <laughs> Yeah. You know, just because I thought this is overwritten. Like, this feels like, again, writerly conversation. When did I let you know that this was a democracy? Like, it's just such a kind of a cliche line. And setting up, again, whose story you assume this is, Casey, mm-hmm. you know, as this sort of outsider, weirdo, you know, whatever the case. I just thought, I don't know, man. You know, I'm not sure that I can get there, let's say. Um, 
and then when the, when the hijacking or the, the the kidnapping takes place, I wondered why she didn't get initially. She didn't get the the drugging. You know, the two girls in the back for sure, but but she's just sort of sat there. Yeah. And I wondered, well, why isn't he yeah. wanting them all to be drugged, right? So just little moments like that, I thought, I don't know if I'm going to like this. But once the story got moving, then I was like, oh, I'm willing to accept it. You know, like it didn't yeah. stick very long. Luckily, exactly, you know, yeah. the movie kind of propelled and again, the scenes are happening and totally they forget wake about up. It, and really. like, yeah, a little bit. So, so initially I was a little concerned that this might go down the path of, something like uh, signs or what have you where, where uh, you know, it loses me right away and doesn't get me back. But uh, luckily, other than kind of having a couple of questions as to sort of why or what is happening in these first sort of three to five minutes, um, I did get brought in and pretty much right from, the, you know, because he kind of jumps at her or like, you know, comes to camera and then it, it goes, you know, cuts to black and you get the title sequence. So I was like, okay, well, I'm in it now because at least she did get something um to kind of quiet her down or what have you so mm. all, all in all I, I was pretty impressed with the opening once i kind of got over my you know uh, skepticism yeah. let's say okay well i'm glad i'm glad you 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 got through it and we'll have to give signs maybe another chance at some point see if we can uh, get you over that that hill <laughs> Cause... it's gonna be a tough one that's pretty <laughs> steep because we, we haven't visited Mel Gibson yet, we've been uh, we've been saving the, the Gibson film. I don't I don't think we no. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Got a couple here on the on the shelf here, some some goodies, but <laughs> okay. So so at that point, uh, you're in it. So the, the you're, you've you've accepted what the the terms, if you will. And he's got them in. Got the three girls in in this this room, this new, freshly drywalled room. Well, I've done some drywall yeah. a little bit, so some good work. Uh, you did nice, nice, <laughs> fine craftsmanship. Yeah, very clean bathroom. I thought anyway. Yeah, beautiful shot of the bathroom. Actually, I vividly remember. Well, you know, thanks to the blue bottle and the green bottle. Okay, yeah, they're uh... those, those <laughs> two mixed up. Uh, how did you feel like when we got the three girls together? Uh, it's clear that. Uh, you know, Casey's a little bit different or she's, you know, dealing with, you know, mm-hmm. some things. And the other two are your pretty, I don't know, I guess stereotypical, you know, teenage girls, 16, 17, whatever age they yeah. may, may be. Uh, I personally was, was grabbed by, because at the beginning, more vocal uh, of um, Haley Lou Richardson. I believe she played, uh, yeah. played Claire. I thought she was, you know, she was popping off the screen for me it's like oh this this i haven't seen her in anything else that, that, that i know of anyways uh but I, I thought she at the beginning of the movie anyway when she had more to do more like a more vocal more lines i thought she was really good i think she's a real natural on, on screen uh personally before we really got got to you know see more of casey i mean it's it's pretty clear from the early going i think anyways maybe I'm, i don't recall my first viewing that it was going to be more in regards to Casey's going to have more to do in this movie than uh, than the other two. But I, I don't. I just sure. was performance uh, was pretty you know pleased with her her performance in this. As for the uh, the third, uh, she didn't really bring much. I thought uh, not to be. You know, she was fine for the role. Sure, uh, but certainly not as as prominent. So what are, what are your thoughts about the three of them? I guess essentially in the room once they've all come to uh when they when they're clearly scared 
uh, when they're you know that's their what's that's what they're portraying is complete fear even in the car at the yeah. beginning before Casey gets gets you know knocked out she has that trembling that you know like oh my god so uh, I I felt pretty pretty well delivered all in all I th- what are your thoughts in around what they brought hundred percent I was really impressed by by their uh, performances as I said they don't have a lot to work with I think most of their dialogue particularly in those early scenes is a little um, hackneyed you know I don't really um, it's sort of not what they're saying it's how they're saying it maybe is, is a better way to describe mm-hmm. it you know yes yes when I don't necessarily like the the dialogue specifically but I do think that that their performance as you said the fear the the the, the terror the we have to band together we have to figure this out mm-hmm. um, I didn't really love how distant Casey seemed to the whole thing I remember just thinking like what is up like like <laughs> yeah like why are you so fucking stoic you know it just it was just sort of and even in the car and I guess you know I mean I guess some of that stuff comes out in, in the backstory but I just felt like like you should be feeling something more or like yeah. emoting more or being being more and so I'm a bit like as you said with Claire, uh, Haley Lou Richardson, mm-hmm. when she says something like, why are you being like this? Like, why are you not with us? Why are you pretending like you're not, you know, yeah. sort of valid whatever. questions, valid questions. I felt like it really, yeah, totally valid because I just thought like, you know, it's okay if you hate this chick, you know, like yeah. and you guys were never, never together in high school or whatever the, the, you know, the case, but there was some, there's some relationship established in those first moments at the birthday party, right? There's some sense that at least they know one another, right? They had some interactions. So when Haley's trying to kind of get her and, uh, you know, her and, and Marcia uh, on board, I was kind of like, what's, what's up with this chick? I just didn't get it. Um, however, as I said, I, I totally bought that she's like terrified, you know, and, and scared and trying to come up with like frantic solutions. You know, um, so I really liked her, and I, I, I'm with you. I have I've not seen her really in anything else. Uh, she wasn't recognizable. You know, even Casey, I only probably assumed that she was the protagonist, or at least the the sort of lead, if you will, of of the of the girls, only because I just watched her just you know a year and a half ago or what have you um, with the uh, the Queen's Gambit, yes, the uh, yeah. chess movie. Um, Scott Frank, you know, the brilliant Scott Frank. Um, mm-hmm. so, so anyway, so I had seen her from in that and, um, the la- last night in Soho. So I was like, well, you're the star, you know, now maybe in 2016, she wasn't the star, you know, like she wasn't somebody that yeah, people would recognize, chops, but maybe so. I think she's, yeah, I thought she was pretty, t- pretty talented and, and I liked her a lot in the Queen's Gambit. So seeing her here, I was sort of like, oh, well, you're, you must be the lead, you know, uh, you must be the lead girl. Even if the movie itself, you may not have necessarily tipped that hand quite so early. I was like, "You're the good one. I'm going to follow." So, yeah. Uh, but I thought the I thought everything. I thought the the whole stuff in the in the in the kidnapping. I thought very valid, uh, and the performance was I thought really solid overall. I had little bits of like, and and this is you know McAvoy's introduction. You know, sort of coming in very sort of cleanly mm-hmm. dressed. You know, yeah. and 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 has that sort of deep gravel to his voice a little bit where like, I choose you first. And yeah. this is another one of those weird camera things where it kind of goes underneath. They're both like head to head and she's like, pee on yourself, pee on yourself. 
it's I guess again these are things that come out in the in the backstory. But I was just thinking at the same time like what is happening? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought McAvoy is like, oh, okay, this guy's creepy, and there's something about him that's already a little bit off. Even if you, even if you don't know the whole story, I was like, this is this dude's off. <laughs> yeah, something's up. Something's up with this guy, Dennis. <laughs> is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure is Dennis. But I, I do, I do want to mention that I had that same sort of feeling that you mentioned that I got the sense like, why isn't Casey? There should be a bigger reaction here. Uh, yeah, and. I still think there should have been, but as we get past that scene and and really settles in to what her role is in this movie and all the roles, I, much like the the kidnapping scene initially, it's like okay, I'm, I'm I've moved on, I've accepted yes. accepted it, and I, I'm it, it hasn't affected my anything moving forward of the movie. So yeah, I think that's a really good point because I've, I've just mentioned a few things that I didn't like, but I they're they're fleeting. Yes, yeah. the moments that I didn't like. Uh, came and went pretty quickly. It was like a breeze, um, yeah. which, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, which I, I was impressed by because it didn't really linger. Like there wasn't any real, uh, like you know. And let's go spores, back into this world. You know, just dandelion spore moments where they just they're there and then they're they're brushed away with the wind. Yeah, like so many so many lives yeah. before us. Um, I'm all about gardening right now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting that. <laughs> uh, um, but I, I did think that that, I mean, that setup is sort of the first, um, you know, very early on, they sort of set up this sort of the the, the scenes and the the bits with the girls and stuff, and they're already trying to escape. Of course, um, why stick around? Yeah, and I can't remember where it's mentioned, but there is something. I think it's a news 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 program or something to that effect talking about the supernatural gifted and how they may have even special powers so there is some kind of connection i suppose that's the only real line that stuck out to me and on the second viewing as being Mm -hmm. kind of a reference to unbreakable or into that world um because that's sort of some of the conceit Mm -hmm. uh, of that movie is you know this guy has no reason to be as superheroic if you will as they are as he is so um but i thought that was interesting i also kind of like the the escape scene although i felt it, it came a little bit quick like we figured it out it's drywall you know didn't he say that it was a fresh room or something like that i, I thought that yeah. was maybe a little bit of a contrivance but i like the the sequence in which they're trying to kind of keep him at bay they're beating down the, the wall to try and get into this sort of hatch and this is where you know where where she escapes, she being, excuse me, uh, she being uh, Haley Lou Richardson's character Claire, mm-hmm. and that escape scene again. I like the camera work. I thought the music, the the score in this movie doesn't really stick out to me as being particularly effective, but there are a couple of moments, and this was mm-hmm. one of them, yeah, very where I was like, I'm into this. Yeah, I, uh, I like that, and I also. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying I, I I struggled with the score. I thought it was under really underwhelming through the whole movie. Yeah, it's, it, there's not really much to it, right? Like it's again, I'm I'm a big believer. I like you know when we watch movies from like the 80s and the 70s to the 90s to a lesser extent, but particularly the 70s and 80s, there are scores, there's themes, there's you know a composer really pulling um, songs, let's say, out. Uh, and composing real music for for these scenes that evoke particular things. 
some a lot of these movies in the, in the sort of 2000s in particular, even your boy Hans, it sounds just more like a lot of sounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. And 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 tones and not a score per se. And and that I find is a disappointment because when we watch some of those movies um you know like Ghostbusters or or certainly um I mean, there's many that we can sort of choose from, but that's one that sticks out as a score that I really like. It's got the theremin. It's got a very kind of spooky theme to it. Um, but even thinking of movies that we haven't watched yet, you know, like something like Back to the Future yeah, or just even Untouchables yeah. and this and that, right? Like yeah. uh, Superman, Star Wars. Like these are scores, you know, this sort of music uh, that sounds gorgeous, whereas a lot of some of these, particularly in the suspense genre, is a lot of tones. Yeah, so it was, it was a bit of a letdown. But I, overall, I like the way that that scene is shot. I like everything. I like how it ends where we watch him finally kind of return, Dennis. And he says, kind of biting his lip almost, I'm trying to be good. Mm-hmm. And slams the door. And I was like, oh, okay. That was like the first moment of the movie where I was like, I'm in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm really compelled by who this guy is and, uh, and what's happening. And having that line delivered that way after that scene i'm like okay yeah because now he's he's gotten her like he's he's caught her he's like strip off your clothes we've got to clean him like there's just a lot of kind of uh, ground floor you know building around the the plot but that line i'm like okay there's a complexity here and we haven't really gotten into the multiple personalities just yet you know that comes you know just a bit later but i was really impressed i really liked that i was pretty hooked by that point, that's about twenty minutes in. I'm, 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 I'm in it at that point. That's good. I think the issue I suffered from is I, he, though in my first viewing, McAvoy's performance had me on such a high. Of I was just sure. literally like not literally, <laughs> I was blown away. I was literally blown away. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a big gust of wind. Uh, but I was just mesmerized by by his performance, and I was like, wow. And I went into watching it again, and just like. Any sort of drug, you never really recapture that. For what I hear, anyway, never, never tried it, but you just never quite recapture that 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 first that first high, and that's what it sort of felt for me. It's like, oh, I just remember being so amazing, and and it, it is. Don't get me wrong, I I stand by him. It should have been an Oscar conversation there, but right off the bat, just in this first, you know, again, at twenty minutes, you see a little bit uh, of a first uh, of a a personality. And it, it's not long after that that we dive into, I think, uh, his second personality, I think, or third. I'm not sure that there was. Yeah, I mean, we, we meet Patricia briefly. Yes. Um, they have a conversation as a side, sort of, and they don't realize that's that right. there's just him and not two people, I think. I think that's the understanding. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And I kind of like that. Again, I, I kind of appreciated that that as a, as a, as a narrative device mm-hmm. is pretty clever. Yeah. Because. If from that, you know, if you're the if you're the kids in this room, you're thinking, oh, this is, you know, there's somebody else in the room. I can I can work with that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and uh, a little bit of hope. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, and and so anyway, so I thought overall that was a, a pretty effective, again, narrative tool. And then we kind of meet Barry, and that kind of the movie kind of opens up at that point, right? Like all we've really seen has been this sort of dungeon almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Barry. Uh, in quotations, I suppose. Um, Barry or Dennis? Is it Barry? No. Well, it's Dennis pretending to be Barry. That's uh, yeah. the whole. Yes. That's the whole plot. Is, the, is yeah, sort of trying the to psychiatrist. Exactly. Yeah. 
so that's the next scene is ultimately he's now at at shrink the uh, at the shrink exactly and and so this is our sort of introduction to Betty Buckley uh, the actor uh, and uh, character Karen Fletcher the doctor uh, in question here what uh, how do you feel about those scenes you know the sort of introduction of his relationship with her and and sort of how that how that whole thing goes how do you how do you feel about that generally pretty good feel pretty good I mean I thought Betty Buckley's performance was really good. I thought mm-hmm. she like totally sold the role 100 percent yeah from from start to finish so I really appreciated her uh, it allowed another asp- uh, like another basically for the movie you have a lot of it dealing with obviously the girls in the basement or what have you it allows us to take a break from that and and, mm-hmm. and add a, another layer to this movie and, and get it somewhat. In, not inside his mind because we it's <laughs> quite complete. You don't want to go in there. Uh, <laughs> <but> it, <laughs> nice place to visit. Yeah, want to live there. But it gives us a, an idea of what we're what we're dealing with. What, what what's going on here? Like what's what's causing this? What's what's this movie really about? And it gives us some insight and it gives us what she's doing, what she's trying to figure out as well. Uh, and I, I I like that that she's really interested in him and helping him and helping people like him. Uh, yeah. So I like that. That's a, I think that's a very I think that was a, a, a excellent part uh, of the movie. I, it, there are those. There's there is a moment where like oh my god this is so slow. It was a conversation pe- between those two. Uh, just when she's trying to figure out uh, or trying to get out of him that he's Dennis and not Barry. I felt that just didn't need to be as long as it it was, and it wasn't really giving me enough. Of information. That's the later scene you're saying. That one where, like this, this initial one is. Uh, yeah, not the initial. It would have been. She doesn't suspect anything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So the the first one, yeah, I, I like that that introduction going up the stairs. Uh, that's a that's a lot of stairs to go to for you know people to, to get therapy. So she doesn't have really have any wheelchair access. She kind of has you know limits to. Who She's she, ableist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly who she can see. <laughs> uh, but it's a good shot. So. It was interesting. I was like, okay, and then we get to see a little bit more of what's ha- what's going on with this movie. So, but yeah, Betty. I thought Betty Buckley was was another had another good layer to this movie. Uh, I've never heard of her before, met her before, but uh, I thought, uh, what are your thoughts around? Would you? Uh, is it safe to say you agree with me, or are you gonna? Are you split? Are you split? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- I th- I'm split on the. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's so good. Um, you know, ulti- ultimately, I I agree. I like this opening scene. I like or like this introductory scene between the two. I like that she is offering the audience some clarity. Let's say yeah. who he is, what she's been working with, yeah, for for the however long. Um, uh, talking about and i like how i mean the camera work in this again it's 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 subtle it's it's nothing too extreme but i like how the camera kind of points us to things that she's looking at her pov you know whether it be the candy jar or the way he's sort of pacing around and the questions that he's asking i think you know are kind of you know there's something peaking for her like oh that's interesting you know like something's kind of clicking like why is he asking you know we know we've talked about this barry like you know the answer you know so there is this belief, again, only on really only on the second watch, I would suppose that, or later on, maybe it gets kind of connected. Like, oh wait, it's not, 
you know, this is all information that Barry theoretically would have. And the fact that they're asking the questions and, and she's kind of noticing these little things, I feel like, okay, there is some of this Dennis kind of creeping in. So all in all, I really like the scene, this first scene. I agree with you about the later one. We'll get to that. But uh, all in all, I thought this was a good establishing of that relationship, establishment of how many disorders he's got. Uh, or how many yeah. sort of personalities he's got. There's a lot of conversation around that. She's got the Paris thing coming up. Like yeah. it sort of puts a lot of stuff on the table. But I thought overall a really effective scene. I thought she's really good in this movie. Yeah, it gives us a little, a little bit different. Again, a different personality than he was at the beginning, or with the, right. with and, the cleaning the bathroom and just very neat and organized. And this one, he's an artist. Yes. Yes, fashion artist, and he just definitely has a different personality, which gives us. It's a hundred percent a different personality, yeah. which I really am impressed That's again really by, by McAvoy's yeah. ability because I just think this is the same guy, and it's <laughs> it's 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 impressive to me that somebody's willing to kind of go that that extra mile. I do also, you know, they do mention or she mentions at some point that you know Dennis has been banned from the light, meaning he he's you know he's not one to uh, he's trying to be suppressed. Yeah. Um, as a bad influence. So I kind of like, again, laying a ground floor, a groundwork of Dennis as being a name when you hear it or a performance yeah. when he when he is it. Dennis, that you're uh, more scared of it, let's say, than when Hedwig shows up. Right. Yeah. Like there isn't that. That's awesome. I love oh, Hedwig's been banned. Right. So I really like how they play with that stuff. I'm really impressed by it. Do you, do you like the, the, the term they use of the, uh, the light? Like, yeah. Them, yeah. OK. I was. Uh, uh, first, like I don't know how I feel about that, but I think it, I think it pretty sums it up pretty good. And, and as you said, it's really you know who's Dennis and Patricia are clearly uh, the less nice people, <laughs> really uh, the, the troublemakers, <laughs> as it were. I mean, there's a lot of personalities that we don't even see uh, in the movie because again, there's 100 not enough time, and it's just it's. If you thought the movie was long, try adding 23 <laughs> yeah. or 20 anyway. Other other personalities yeah. to the mix. I think we got like maybe four or five, which I think was just just. I was going to ask you, like, it felt like the right amount, but it also felt the differences between the personalities that we saw uh, was another thing that kept this movie interesting. Uh, he's playing a Patricia, you know, which is, I thought it was fantastic. And Dennis and Barry and oh, yeah. Hedwig. And I feel like I'm missing one. Obviously, Kevin, he's Kevin. But I just thought they did a really good job of picking and choosing. Hey, what are we going to do? Like, there's a million personalities we can choose from. I don't think they were overly, like, I'm not something like stereotypical is the word I'm looking for. But uh, it was just not too in your face, uh, any, anyone specific, specifically. Uh, but, but I agree. But enough to make them all, you know, pretty pretty distinct between the, the other ones, each other. Yeah, I think that that's the key, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. could try and spew out twenty three different, you know, personalities or what have you, but it's just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Move, you know, from a filmic perspective, I think it, it's unnecessary. Yeah. As we have the difference between Dennis and Patricia, certainly in Hedwig, are are you know way across the field, right? So there isn't. And certainly the beast later on, right? So there isn't this feeling that um, that anything is overwrought or, or whatever else or, or overdone. You know, there is again, it's a, it's a level of restraint that I don't know that Shyamalan is really very capable of most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I was impressed by by not kind of going that extra mile or two with trying to overstay the welcome. I thought this was just the right amount. Um, in the end, it, you get a sense. That he, of what he's dealing with. And as you said, each of them are distinct. And I, I'm really impressed by it. And it allows, from a performance perspective, it really allows uh, 
McAvoy to to really chew on some stuff and not in a way that's like chewing the scenery as if it, to say that he's sort of being too overt I think it's it's just legit a phenomenal performance and allows him to really stretch his legs yeah and I think and, and despite I mean I don't personally think again just my opinion that M. Night is an amazing writer when it comes to, mm-hmm. to dialogue I don't think that's his his strong suit I, I like his ideas I like yeah what he tra- what he tries to do and I'm he, he's, he's he's interesting uh, I like his approach but I just find sure. when I'm watching movies like Unbreakable Signs and Sixth Sense, I'm like, well, right. It's reminds me a little bit about Star Wars. Like, oh, I love the world, but yes. it's not the best written stuff I, I've seen. So, but we all obviously. Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent. I think that's right. I think ultimately he's like an ideas guy. Yeah. You know, and I, I think uh, I would suggest that that's where his strong suit is. Mm-hmm. Because as much as I wasn't a huge fan of the Sixth Sense or even Unbreakable or Signs, I can appreciate the ideas that come from it, you know, or like where yeah. the, the guy's clearly talented, you know, anybody who puts the camera, you know, it's sometimes a little showy, but like a guy can, can make a movie, but the, the, the lines of dialogue are not necessarily, you know, dialogue is not where he strives in my opinion. It's not where mm-hmm. he succeeds. I agree. But now, now back to, and, and it's not a great actor. <laughs> <laughs> no, clearly not. Because um, the, the sort of next scene I have is that, is that sequence where they're trying to, like she is now suspecting Yes, I think this is after his maybe second voice. He's he's had she's having this suspicion that it's something a little off, but the way in which she comes up to it, a, it's such a ridiculous line where she's talking about Hooters and and uh, oh yeah. yeah, I just didn't like anything about the way that they interacted. I thought it was again overly written. Yeah, but I also didn't really understand how walking through the garbage was like the sign. Like she seemed to say like this is a choice. This is a like that's what tips her off, and I just think. I don't understand that. Yeah. I thought maybe you might be able to help me out because I now, don't understand. Really, it kind of it reminded me of Patriot Games, where where Jack Ryan has the the whole ponytail revelation. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, sure, must be. Yeah. So I thought I was just again just a little bit weak and just not you know just poorly put together that well. Yeah. So I I get it because one character, per, sorry, personality. He was he was purposely, you know, trying to be somebody else. Oh, I don't care about yeah. garbage. I oh, will just walk in it, and because but he was doing it so effortly, like he was putting an effort into doing that, and they yes. picked up on that. I understand it. I just I think they could have done something else with that to, that whole kind of section. I mean, as you said, that section is I, they could have just deleted that whole scene and added something else that gave us the inkling that she yeah. thought he was pretending, pretending to be one of his other personalities. Could have been just dealt with a little bit differently. Uh, yeah, I thought she already kind of established it. You know, I thought yeah. that she would have already, like, a, you know, between him like or her saying things like, don't you want your notebook or don't you want, right? Like, there's some indication that he's acting different. She wanted, she's like and, D- Dustin Hoffman and just wanted one more confirmation. You know, just see one more... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's right uh, so anyway so yeah real bernsteinian um and i respect that I yeah, yeah I, of I, course, I have to respect it absolutely um but yeah so that, that was all just a scene I, I just didn't like and i thought it was a little unnecessary but they do kind of you know soon thereafter kind of first mention of something like uh of the beast mm-hmm. and i thought yes, we get some inklings as that i found like okay well what that you know we're already seeing these personalities exist in a certain way 
that is at times, like you said, frightening, but also not. You're right, but now we've got kind of Hedwig. Yeah, I think it's Hedwig. Yes, kind of being not manipulated, but a little bit manipulated, and he starts. You know, he mentions something about the beast or yes. something to that effect, and it's and it's like, well, what the hell is this? Because now we've seen this sort of matronly Patricia character. We've watched the dentist being a little bit suspect, Barry being happy-go-lucky and you know and and all of these sort of things and then you hear a word like the beast and you i think anyway the way the movie sort of set it up it's like well, what does this mean mm-hmm. you know so uh, that i kind of i kind of dug you kind of what sorry uh, that i kind of dug i dug yeah it. okay that's what i thought you said yeah that's what i said dug yeah dug. uh yeah i'm glad you yeah. i dug it too i thought what i liked about this movie is how i'm scared one minute and almost when you see hedwig's like oh Okay, everything's okay. Sure. I enjoy I enjoy the ride they're putting us on between the up and down, scary, not scary, and it's just interesting. It's really you know keeping us on our toes. Uh, and then of course the mention of the beast, and I remember the first time watching it, okay, well, the beast. That's that sounds concerning. Yeah. I don't like I don't like the yeah. sound of that. <laughs> this is a little unnerving. Yeah, and then we get Casey, and this is where she begins to really take over the role, her yeah. role here. And, and realizes, like, hmm, Hedwig, okay, I'm dealing with a nine-year-old boy. Okay, I see an opportunity here. I'm going to stay calm. She's was clearly, you know, overcome in the beginning, as we felt. Yeah. But now it's, I think now is why, again, why for, we're forgiving it is because now it makes sense. Now that where we are now, she's she's a very intelligent uh, person. She's 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 tough. She's up for, for you know, reasons we, we are made aware of, but it's still suffering you know has some pain but she sees yes. this opportunity and i think uh the whole hedwig scene i, I thought was real again we're, and it's like wow we just see we see dennis and we see barry and now, now we're getting hedwig i thought this was really prime time here for mcavoy now he's delivering a whole other personality not too long after so we get another taste and then we thought oh this is different and this is really good i think between yes. hedwig and patricia are just my favorites by far and yes for sure and I just liked this this other level that they're they're bringing to this movie to make it more, even more intriguing and making you wonder. Well, well, where are they going with this? Like I was like, what what what's this movie like? Where is it going? It's not just a a kidnap and, and a horror scary. There's there's so much more to this movie uh, than just that. Yes. And I think that's what because you know me, I don't typically don't gravitate towards those type of movies. I, I can appreciate one that's really well made like Halloween. Uh, but generally, I don't seek them out. You know, sure. So I, I was, I was really intrigued by by this film, and with McAvoy at the helm, I'm like, oh wow, this is this is quite uh, yeah. He's yeah. He's he's a he's a revelation in in the in the performance. I don't really know much about him. I hadn't seen much, but in that in these sequences, particularly his performances and how how well they flow and obviously i mean there's editing that you know they shoot out a sequence it's not to suggest that he's doing it in real time but it's impressive to me that he's able to kind of inhabit not only the voice but a, a full physical transformation um in each of these characters his his the way he speaks and moves and and even listens even it seems is yeah, everything feels everything. completely yeah. unique each time the way he was and it's really quite impressive yes exactly everything kind of comes through in performance and it's really really quite quite fantastic He's, and I, I really think 
when when he's has headway kind of being a little bit manipulated by Casey and she wants him to take him to his room when she's kind of figuring out uh you know when he's sort of saying things like oh it's right next to the window and she kind of has these ideas and so forth I really like the way again I really like the way this movie kind of unfolds because each piece of it feels like it's building on the next nothing feels extraneous as you said, some of the scenes maybe you know you trim this, you trim that, but other than that one scene with with the uh, with Shyamalan, I didn't find any scenes to be like I said extraneous. I, n- I never felt like this was like uh this scene doesn't make any sense or I don't care. I'm kind of motivated and moving along with the story pretty pretty fully yeah. and watching he, uh, she and Hedwig interact uh, and her disappointment when sort of realizing that the doors don't you know the window isn't isn't really a window. Oh, was, yeah, was, it's it's hard. It's like, oh, broken. shoot. And you know she's going to pay for it, right? Because now yeah. someone else is going to come into the light and, and all of this kind of stuff. And and particularly when you watch Hedwig kind of turn into Dennis, presumably at that moment, mm-hmm. and he just quietly and patiently strolls over to her and takes the phone. And maybe he's Patricia at that point. It's tough to say. But either way, I'm really impressed by just like, God damn, this is, it's really working for me. It's really working in, these, in those moments. And I thought he was, he was a great dancer as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, he's the socks and underwear. And I mean, he's just top drawer. You know, top drawer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, yeah. And again, you know, it's weird because. Like you, you mentioned earlier, when uh, Claire gets away, and we're like, "Well, that's too soon. She, they're going to get mm-hmm. caught. Clearly, they're going to get caught." But she doesn't get caught. Like she gets out. I mean, yeah, she gets caught eventually. So it has us on this bit of a roller coaster ride with that part, uh, kind of part of the movie too, of of getting away, and then now she's got the walkie-talkie, and yeah. she's got someone on the other end. Oh, and here's like, well, now she can't get away, but. There's glimmers of them, you know, possibly getting away. Uh, sure. And then, it, and then it just brings us back, like because oh, it is too soon. But wait, oh, they are getting away. Oh no, kids, too. You know, it just has this second guessing and, and wondering uh, what's going to happen. And you know, this. The, those are the. I think those are the best kinds of moments in in particularly like scary movies or thrillers. Is yeah. that. And there's a there's a movie that's on my short list that we'll get to eventually that the kind of what I think is one of my favorite versions of that. Okay. But the longer you can you can sort of pretend that it's all going to be okay and pull the rug out from from the from the from the actor and then the audience as a result. I think you're just it's all gold to me mm-hmm. if you're able to do that. Oh, they're making it. They're making it. Oh my God, they're not. Uh, it's just beautiful to watch it, and, and I thought again, really effective in this movie, and particularly in those scenes. Uh, yeah, really, it really sets the tone. I thought it really just, good. It yeah, really does. Yeah, I'm really quite impressed by it. Uh, and then where 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 are we at from then? Because there's a lot of just sort of like there's no like long sequences or, or some you know some pretty short sequences. You have Claire in the locker scene, uh, that sort of chase again. That's part of part of what we we're just talking about. Uh, yes, uh, uh, creepy. I mean, I mean, the first time, uh, and and go, he finds her. Yet nothing really bad happens to her. He just kind of you know yeah. locks her up, and she's. I forgot them watching the second time. It's like, oh yeah, that's what happens. I, I sort of forgot that she was se- separated from the other two from that point forward. I think, yeah. Yes, that whole that's point it. Forward, yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the next note I have is around, you know, basically the doctor is kind of going, going to confront Dennis Mm -hmm. and doesn't, it doesn't end well for her. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, you know, I have, you know, sort of, she's chasing him or not chasing him, but she shows up at the, at the, the house to sort of, she's really curious. She's really lost herself in this patient. Really, yes. and she's you know so eager to to get to the bottom of it, uh, a to help him and just just to shed that information with everybody, like her 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 circle uh, of, yes. of doctors, and she just wants to crack this code and and figure this out and make a, some some great progress on DID. I think she forgets or doesn't realize that what danger she's in. Like under like you would not go there. That that was a bad a bad move, and I think <laughs> it got the best call. of her. I think curiosity killed the the the, the you yeah know, definitely sort of situation. Well, what I think is interesting about about that is as I think that it is something where where she is. You know, if I'm digging, I would suggest that that's something about the repression of negative of your past, right? I mean, ultimately her job, as she says, is to challenge him at any given moment to, to to pull out. Yeah. But she does say that she, in this sequence, you know, when she sort of confronts him a little bit, that she failed, you know, that she didn't press him further on, she just buried him, right? She just banished him. Mm -hmm. And so instead of reckoning with it and processing it, and then perhaps more naturally disposing of it, it's now just lurking underneath the surface. You know, as someone that's spent many, many years in therapy, it's the last thing you should be doing is, uh, that's bad, don't don't think about it. I'm guilty of it, but I think that there is something in this sort of, in this particular plot point that is indicative of that and her reckoning with the fact that she failed as a therapist to address the story that Dennis had told her of being abused of some kind. And it's a bit tacked on. I don't love... I think that there's more meat on that bone. This movie doesn't mm. really tackle. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it's it, at least. I'm, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy it's in there because I think it's obviously pretty relevant, and I think it's handled fine. I just think I would rather have, have, have spent a little bit more time with it. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of appreciate that 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 is sort of some of that subliminal messaging between the two. And again, I thought a performance is pretty solid. I did not love the sort of scrawling the name on the sheet of paper, um, but I did like how yeah. she is confronted by the beast um, for the first time. Now, I suppose we should talk a little bit before that of the um, uh, of what the the beast might uh, look like. You know, do do you know that scene in the train? You know, how do you feel about the metamorphosis? I think it dances on the line of, and then this is, I mean, like I watch this with my wife and she loves documentaries. She loves things based on, on real events and as do mm-hmm. I, but one thing we, we typically disagree on is when we kind of go outside of that and things that may happen in real life get exaggerated, which is what a lot of movies are. Is it just an exaggeration? But that's where we typically have our conversations around. And 
me, I mean, I'm, I'm like, well, this is what makes this a unique movie. And I like what M. Night's doing in this world is he's mm-hmm. taking a, a lot of what Unbreakable is about, too, right? You're taking a guy that's just pretty normal and how comic, how he mentions how comic books are just ancient stories of, of, of people when back when they believed, right, that they could be mm-hmm. strong. They could be. And this, so this, this movie is start, starting to tie in a little bit with that. He's like a bad evil version of David Dunn, both very strong, sure. one for good, one yes. for evil. So the transformation, I thought, for me, my opinion is, I think was pretty bang on. They didn't overdo yeah. it. They just did enough to say this guy is, is has the ability to go somewhere in his mind where he really believes that he's the beast mm-hmm. without, you know, having all this hair like werewolf, like <laughs> the sure. werewolf movies where you completely transform into something completely different and inhumane or un, like unhuman. He's still human. He's just pretty like he's his veins are, are full of something like he's. Yeah. And I like that. I think they did a really good job. I think M. Night really settled on something that obviously, unbe- though unbelievable, believable in, in to what I'm watching and to what the world that he's like, it's believable in, in his world. And that's what he needs to do. To, to make it uh, to you believe in what he's created here. And I did. And I thought he did a pretty good job uh, of that. It wasn't too much, in, in my opinion. Um, no, I mean, I think that's ultimately the job of a movie. I mean, I think if you're only watching movies of real for, for realism, then you're in the wrong business because, you know, not every movie. And I'm a person that likes four guys at a table talking, right? But if that is the only movie that's sort of acceptable as being real, Right. Then I think you're just sort of missing out on a bunch of opportunity because this movie, I think, to your point, handles and again, not a director that is is known for maybe his subtlety. But I thought the sequence where he's in the train and we just have this sort of medium shot of he's walking his back to us. He takes his clothes off. He just is just motioning like he's not there's no special effect, you know, really. Ultimately, he's just, you know, you can just feel his body, you know, his shoulders just get a little bit wider and a little bit taller you know this and that so i thought really fairly subtle and, and then he's just yes. sort of in the shadows scrawling you know away in, in the subway and so forth so as i said i really overall i was really quite impressed by how uh you know quiet let's say that transformation was mm-hmm. um and how, how much in the shadows that that shamalan kind of keeps him you know even even when he gets back to the yeah, back to the zoo and, and his well, I like thing. The, um, I like the part where the dog just starts bark, barking as if the dog yes. knows that he's not human. Yeah, he gets that. They sense. always know. <laughs> they always know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something, again, subtle. Just a nice touch. Just a nice touch. And yeah, I, absolutely. I and I do kind of like. I, I kind of skip by it, but but the the so the dog at this point is she's on her way up, but she does say something around, or I think he actually might say it to her. But her responsibility was to protect the broken. And I remember thinking, I like I specifically took a note because I just love that line, as particularly as a therapist or as a as a as a psychologist or whatever the case, you know, protecting the broken is such a, a to me anyway, just a beautiful line, mm-hmm. uh, indicative not just of therapists but so many things, right? We're all yeah. emotionally broken on some level or another, and to try and protect that, and that's what she was trying to do by mm-hmm. suppressing Dennis, maybe, and and. And uh, it didn't work out for her, but uh, I just like the that that phrase. I, I really enjoyed it. And how did you think about her her demise? 
Uh, were you emotionally kind of taken by that? Like, I, I, I didn't love her performance and the dying, but I really kind of felt like this is a person that's just tried to be good. Uh, and she's being snuffed out in, in a pretty quiet manner, like a long, protracted kind of quiet manner. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm basically on the same page as you. I I I don't like anything that's disturbing. I guess I am a little mm -hmm. queasy or sensitive towards those things in movies. This is typically why I stay away from that that genre. <laughs> yeah. uh, and this is pretty much the section of the movie that gives it all in the span of a few minutes. Uh, this one being her death being more of the tame one, I guess, and can, can consider the other two uh sure yeah but i i thought it was you know i was moved by it like it was i felt that she had just missed the mark on what she was trying to do and she's ultimately paying for it i mean could she have if she had done everything right it might have ended up the same right i don't really yes know. uh but you yeah i don't know i feel like it did lack a little bit of of De not the desperation necessarily of realizing, oh my God, this is it for me. I just think it could have mm -hmm. used a little more emotion uh, from her end yeah. a little bit. But other than that, everything leading up to that sort of thing, I was really, really on board with. Again, with the note, yes. taking, that's the only sore, I would say the only contrivance, if I guess, if we, yeah. uh, now that we have to, I mean, we are required mm -hmm. to have at least point out one contrivancy a week uh, this would be my <laughs> my choice uh, of the week but i think the payoff for for it is enough for me to uh, you know let it slide in my my opinion because i think that's one of the biggest the best i think when we see kevin i thought and when he says kill me like just shoot me yeah. i thought again yeah. here we we could we're really uh you know really putting james on on a on a pedestal here with his performance but i think right rightfully so cuz i think Wow, you just feel it. You think here's Kevin. Okay, hi Kevin. Yeah, it's just for a just for a couple of minutes, not even maybe, and it's just it's just not even painfully. It's amazing <laughs> performance in such a painful way. Yeah, it's really quite. Again, this is the the scene I alluded to earlier, right? This is that yes, sort of the resignation on his face and the yes. realization of it's still September fourteenth, twenty fourteen, isn't it? And yeah. she's just like crying, saying like, "No, no, no it's not." <laughs> and like, "What have I done?" She says, or he says, you know. So there is this res re revelation of, oh my god, you know what what's going where you know basically just trying to process what's happened, and I think everybody's performance i thought her you know she's not doing much in that scene but i but is definitely showing that terror you know and that yeah confusion and i don't know what to do kind of stuff yeah. but he again is just is really really impressive to me i don't love how how easy it was this is i think this is maybe a, a thing with with knight in general is i don't love his endings um mm. or yeah. his sort of you know the way he kind of pulls it all together i think i had something similar problem with with uh unbreakable and in this i felt like so the name being scrawled she says it and kevin you know sort of magically appears not magically but you know yeah i, I thought this is a little bit it's not worth you know i'm a little bit out of it just by virtue of, of the sort of again contrivance the easiness that that yeah. is she has some foreshadowing um, that that would could happen i think they yes add something earlier in the movie 
that yeah like, i would just expect a little bit more i just thought you know if it's that easy to get him right then then like why aren't they doing it more often or like you know, well you only get one free like only one freebie apparently <laughs> you only do it, no, you can only do it once every six months or something and she used up <laughs> uh, claire, uh yeah not claire sorry casey Casey used up the freebie because it didn't work a this few minutes right. later. So. Yeah, yeah. So like things like that, I'm just like it's a little bit easy, let's say. But I, overall, I, I love the scene. I just thought yeah. it's really, He's really good. Absolutely. He's it's just a completely yeah, different. Person. I love it. I, I really completely was. different person. More than yeah. one instance of this movie, but in here specifically, I was like, oh, my God. well, he is really someone else. That's really impressive. Really impressive. Yeah, and we kind of get that as he is having this inner conflict with her i feel like in this scene isn't that this is where he's fighting against each of those personalities mm-hmm. you know they they bubble up and then he starts and then, you know you, you can see him kind of contorting and fighting and then he comes up with the other voice and mannerisms and then he fights that away and does it again and does yeah. it again so there's good like body, three or four different language. good body language absolutely transformation it's that, not just exactly it's not just a voice, you know, it's not just yeah. throwing a voice, which is not easy to do either. But this is like a full thing and you can feel him fighting it. And I'm really quite impressed, as I said, by him in, the, in this in this part of the movie as well. It's just he just nails it. And just you feel that there's this internal struggle literally inside of him. You feel uh, like to you get feel like he- you feel like actually like you feel like Kevin hasn't been around for a couple of years. You feel that. Yes. Like he's been yes. sidelined for that long. And all these other personalities yeah. have been in control in the light, as, as you as they say. And, and that's right like, wow. and almost sad about it and fighting it and really disappointed in it almost and it's it's just, yeah. it's really really impressive i really really dug it um and then, then there's no going back after, after that. yes yes i do not love the, the, the sort of the, the the chase afterwards i was okay with with casey and he right like kind of yeah but what did you think about the the, the two other girls what do you think uh, of was that up your alley? I mean, again, I'm absolutely. I don't know what I would have done differently. I, something didn't quite sit well with me that they could have done something else to get the same thing across. But then again, I, that's not my world. So I, I thought I'd, I'd ask you about that and how you felt about yeah. that. The only issue I have with it is that it's it's too. Um, it, it's a, like it's it's a it's a it's kind of like it's a nothing burger. Mm, I would have liked. I just mean to say like there it just happens like it's almost like it's off screen right we only yeah. get the we show we show that one of them Marcia has been eaten you know her insides have been eaten out yeah it looks like anyway like her stomach yes. intestines or whatever else which is fine but it's such a fleeting That's glance <laughs> it's fine. such a quick gl- <laughs> exactly it's a quick shot and it's somebody that we haven't really spent other than that first moments you know where really it's it's not Marsha that does much, right? It's Claire that does most of the talking. Mm-hmm. Marsha's just kind of there. So yeah. she's, she, yeah, so she's dead and she gets eaten and that's fine, but she's not <laughs> uh, too big a part of the story. So I don't yeah. feel any emotion, let's say, around it, mm-hmm. right? And then Claire, yeah. we at least get the moment of being alive briefly yeah. before they, you know, the beast sort of yanks her back which I, I like any scene like that there's a couple of movies that i've seen things like that and, and yeah. yeah i felt that it's it, it just effective to me yeah uh okay. it, it's not unique but i thought it's fairly effective and so i i liked it overall i thought uh i'm glad they're dead screaming yeah yeah i thought yes. Kara would be more of a scream she seemed to take it like a champ uh but i guess you're in shock 
that was what I I think about. that's the only thing you know I thought about I was just talking about this not that long ago but but breaking my ankle and we won't divert too much but <laughs> when I broke my ankle I theoretically could have just screamed and probably gotten some help but instead I was just desperately gasping for breath hyperventilating and about to pass out do you know and so I thought mm. I'm it's it's a silly maybe comparison but it is in my head the thought that it may seem like the obvious choice is to yell, but it's the same way that the doctor probably couldn't say Kevin, you know, crumb, like she couldn't get it out because she's right. Like it's too much. So, so I'm willing to forgive it as I said. So I, I like that they died. I just don't know why I would have liked more to their deaths. I would have liked, uh, it's more impactful. More I don't know if it's more. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just didn't, it felt like because they hadn't really been a part of the movie for a long time, that it's almost like they were already dead. You know, the plot had already killed them long before. Okay, yeah, um, okay. that's a good the beast point. Did. That's kind of how I looked at it. So, I, you know, I, get, um, I know, I know, but I, I did. Casey, and I get, I get that. I guess they just didn't want to spend too much time on it. But I think it would have benefited from it, like you said, a little bit. I agree. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see them confront the beast, like have to deal with what the beast might do to them, right? Because they both were at varying times really scared and also trying to manipulate the situation. And the beast didn't seem like someone you could negotiate with, right? So I would have liked uh, some scenes there, maybe, uh, to kind of move it along. Um, I do like, again, that I thought the chase between he and and Casey at the end, now the beast and her after sort of the revelation she shoots and so forth. I thought that was pretty well, pretty effective as well. I thought the performances were pretty solid. I do like, I didn't love that it's like the scars that her scars are the thing that kind of humanizes him. He, he says something like you're impure or something to that effect. And your heart is pure. And I didn't really love that connection, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's supposed to indicate that she's had this sort of story of abuse. Now, maybe I missed something or maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. I didn't nod, but, but maybe I missed <laughs> it. Like the implication is that her uncle is obviously an abuser, I would suggest. Yeah. But I don't know that that was expressly laid out in the movie enough. Like the scene where he, obviously she he's asking her, this five-year-old girl to get naked, you know, because animals don't wear clothes. Like that's certainly an indication that something's up. Something's up, yeah. But I don't know. Do you remember if we get more than that? That's the only scene that sticks out as being That's That weird. is the scene. That is... That's yes, the scene. Hey? That's okay. the scene. Uh, and I would only assume it's it was sexual abuse, I would assume. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're, we're made to believe. Certainly. Uh, which questions what are the scars? That's more of a physical abuse. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's self-inflicted. It or... seems like it would be self-mutilation. Yeah. That's open but... for, for a conversation. I just think my, my question, Phil, actually, and I didn't have this question the first time, is that do you think when when the Beast or Dennis, whoever, <laughs> James McAvoy, <laughs> planned this whole thing out that she was even supposed to be there? That the whole point of well, let's give her a ride home. There's no way that he would have yeah. kno- known that he he'd been planning this for a while. He mentions that he's been following these girls for a while. That's true. My thing is, I don't but, think she was supposed to be a part of it, and that's what happens. I don't know. What do you think? That is a, That's actually interesting. I don't. I, I hadn't thought about that. So yeah, that is possible the if that's time. the case. Yeah, I just kind of thought I, about it the second time, and then he says. The beast says, you're different from the rest. Well, if you're different from the mm-hmm. rest, why were you after in the first place? But I mean, obviously, he maybe just didn't know. But your heart is pure. Rejoice. The broken are more involved. 
more evolved for Joyce. So he obviously picks up on her pain and her suffering and and knows that she wasn't just a, a spoiled, you know, rich teenager you know i guess that's what i guess so but i don't get the impression that that's what he's looking for like they never really indicate that this is why he chose them i don't think yeah i never got that impression it's never clear it's a little uh yeah it's never and it's not a bad thing necessarily because i think that's actually an interesting point for you to suggest that uh that maybe she wasn't along or she was only along for the ride and as a result they you know was a little unexpected um but I mean, how did he know that the other girl was going to get a ride home? Like, I, I didn't look too much into that. But it's interesting, interesting perspective. I'll have to sort of sit yeah. on it because I think that that yeah. might be part of it. And I, I can go a step further and say, please, uh, that although I wouldn't consider Casey really a protagonist because she didn't save anybody, uh, mm-hmm. almost why I'm said the Beast being the protagonist to the one percent that he, in a way, I felt saved her. You know, like she was, she was saved. She was, in a way, she's gone through all these um, this emotional roller coaster ride. She's been forced almost to deal with her past by being in this situation, with all the flashbacks to her uncle that she's mm-hmm. being, that's being forced upon her, and that she's in a way dealt with it in, in a way, and she has that that moment scene at the end. I don't know. That's kind of just an idea that I kind of thought of in a, in a weird way that she's she's been saved. I mean, her her she her life her life was spared, and but I'm taking it a step further, saying that she's been saved and now she can restart her life in some sort of interesting sort of way. Yeah, but a bit of a dig, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a dig. I mean, I, I I'm certainly willing to entertain it. I think that that's uh, reasonable. Like you know, it doesn't feel uh, that sounds right to me. That, that could very well be. Um, there is that scene, some of this knowing look that she and the cops show, and you know, your uncle's here, and she kind of has this fairly blank stare but that you know if you think about it you kind of look a little deeper and maybe there is some mm-hmm. help me you know kind of face in there and so there is something to that and manage to process let's say what you said and, and that's another thing you know we talk about Dennis or being kind of repressed and suppressed this this trauma that happened to him and sort of not dealing with it you know maybe this is that sort of opening for her to do that mm-hmm. I do have to uh, say that I do appreciate again we talked about protecting the broken the, the doctor and, and so forth and 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 he who says now the the broken are the are more evolved mm-hmm. uh there's something about that the the breaking yeah uh, very... uh that i really really quite a lot you know we talk about uh, in the fisher king this you know the great episode in the archives yes yes have really. a listen to yeah. the bungled and the botched you know as yeah. as as who you know jack is and, and and i i just those kinds of terms in relationship to, to how we all kind of have to kind of make our way through this world uh, always seem to connect with me and, and so this was a great opportunity i like that it tackles uh, i it. felt like it tackles the psychology of it, it it's it's try, telling another story obviously with the beast and and of course just the, the 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 bigger world that we're we're in here but i do like the psychology that they tackle and i thought that was quite interesting yeah. about the mind again they don't they don't dig in as much as I would like, but yeah. it's not that movie, right? But I do yeah. like that they sort of at least address it and kind of present it, and they they, they touch on it. They just they maybe just don't spend a lot of time. But I get it. It's, it's again, it's, it's, it's like, not that movie. Kind of like League of, League of Their Own. Remember when we talked about that? There's so many other issues with this. Oh, that's a whole other a whole other issue. That's right. That's a whole other movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You can't get into that because otherwise it's something else. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I have just a couple more notes around. Like I, I questioned. At the end, when when Casey is discovered, who is that guy? 
And why hasn't he saw? Has he seen what else has been going on in this uh, underneath the zoo? Yeah, and that stuck out as like, what? Who is this guy now? All of a sudden, they could have uh, clearly he's a he's a a janitor. Now we obviously we know that sure. Kevin works at the zoo. Mm-hmm. That's that was okay. told to us earlier. Yes, and yes. He's, he's obviously someone who's a dweller who dwells in the in the in the, in the he dwells. Room in the basement of, of, of this zoo, which we'll get to is interesting mm-hmm. revelation. I felt, I felt mm-hmm. uh, as we could get towards that part. And I just feel like, I mean, I work at the Rito center and I go down to the basement where we have a storage room and you get into these corridors, these catacombs and these things. And I figure it's just one of the things where you, nobody really goes to. And except for maybe okay. someone who cleans and, and, and does the, uh, obviously, and this is a janitor, but, the fact that we're, I won't say Dennis, use Dennis's name, but he has a room, right? Hedwig's room, for example, and the yeah. kitchen and things like that. No one seems to to go there. Either, either nobody just, it's a section where, where this guy doesn't go. And where they happen to end up with the, with the chase, my mm. guess is the chase led them to an area that is more open ah. to more people. Uh, because oh, they have okay. they, they have the spare animal cages, right? And that's where they yeah they keep. So I think right. it's just the where the chase ends up. I, that's how I uh, justified it without. And I I, I get it. I, I thought to say, of course, you know me. I'm gonna think. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but I just think that's they ended up in an area that will have a couple of, of janitors who work in these catacombs of, of below the zoo, and he is somehow no one else goes to that area. Rather, he's constructed it, uh, and he just has mm-hmm. it set up where he has you know fake walls or doors to keep people from not suspecting that he's down mm-hmm. there. Good yeah, that makes good sense to me. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So, I just, I was shocked. I was sort of like, how convenient is it that this guy just happens upon it? But yeah, if they had a big yeah. chase throughout the thing, that makes some sense. I mean, I really yeah, like... I mean, they got, they, again, into a corner, literally. And sure. This is, they got to get her out and they could have, and again, how it gets, that's not a really a big concern at this point. The beast has taken off, obviously. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody knows. So she could have just walked out of there or figured it out found an exit sure. somehow but they just had her you know be discovered by some dudes so and again and nothing really took me out of it i just sort of was like oh this is weird question. like all of a sudden this guy just shows up you know and what i really like other than what we as we get to the end is we've already kind of discussed at the beginning with the revelation of 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 david dunn's character is the fact all this was underneath the zoo i had no idea i know maybe i missed <laughs> it but i never saw that in my first viewing i had no idea that I knew that they got kidnapped and they were in some place that was obviously underground. Didn't pick up on it that it was a zoo. And I guess there was little things along the way that obviously it was with some stuffed tiger toys and things like that uh, were in his room and things like that. And they come out and they like, yeah, this beast, this character, again, yeah. this is just a thought who has transformed into a beast, has been listening mm-hmm. to these noises for years by working at the zoo and we have someone who's clearly you know struggling with some some multiple personalities you know did uh and he's been living below a zoo that is not a good recipe uh (laughs) and that's i think aided in the birth of the horde of the beast is hearing all those tiger noises and all the lions and him and just you know living below all that just seeped into him his subconscious and helped 
basically that's quite possible developed this beast or it was a catalyst uh to a certain certain degree but i thought it was like wow well, okay we're in the zoo that's so interesting i thought that was uh, yeah he does sort of it's a couple points kind of talk about or like use um animal uh, trivia right he's sort of like hey did you know that tigers only have 20 teeth and yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I just didn't put it together. You know, things like that. First time. I just think I was so into his his personalities mm-hmm. and what was going on. I just kind of overlooked the fact of where they actually were, which was quite yeah, for which sure, is for really sure. telling and how good of the, the the movie experience was when I first watched it. How I was just captivated by by him and his performance. And he'd been, yeah, I don't, I don't care where you are, but you're just <laughs> great performance. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So uh, that's uh, that's all I have, Dave. What have you? Uh, what are your final thoughts on the uh, on the matter? Do you have any closing arguments or, or anything you'd like to discuss? Anything missing? Well, that we I didn't touch it, on. Did you notice last thing about the the sound? Uh, basically, the same score from Unbreakable after the zoo. No. Okay. Well, basically, as we get into the diner where David Dunn's sitting, they use the same score. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Un- unbreakable. And that's the point where, like, okay, what's going <laughs> on here? And then poof. You recognize that score? I, honestly, that, oh, yeah. that score didn't make any impression on me, oh, so I, I didn't recognize. But you had a connection to that. so Absolutely. And then I knew something was up. You were jacked. And I was like, whoo, awesome. That is so cool. One of, probably, out of my history of movie watching, one of the most... I don't know what the exact word is, Phil. I made it through this whole podcast with uh, not struggling to find a word. <laughs> but this is legit tough. But leaving me like in awe of like what okay. just happened. That is right. so cool. Like, yeah, like that's so cool moment, I think, is the best way I can can describe it. And I was really impressed. But my overall final final thoughts, Phil, is this is for anyone who wants enjoys the genre uh, of this t- type of movie it doesn't you don't have to be an m night fan you don't need to be uh you know you you don't need to see unbreakable you don't need that just you can just watch this movie on its own uh it's it's really unique and i think it's a really great film i still think it does as i mentioned it lost a little bit zest for me the second time and i just remembered mcavoy being just amazing that i was just oh i gotta see it again i was like he was amazing don't get me wrong but it, it just it was just you know not like the first time it was the, the first time i watched it i was just mesmerized by his performance and i've i've really have a lot of respect for him as an actor i don't really i haven't really seen a lot of his films uh he's shown he was actually in band of brothers really briefly a lot of guys were oh, like, interesting of, yeah and he obviously he played um picard in nemesis uh Oh, okay. Played his cloned version, who was I don't know. I can't like I say I'll save it for that for that episode. But uh, so he's done, <laughs> he hasn't done a heck of a lot. But uh, I think this movie, just based on his performance alone, is worth watching. Uh, I think it's uh, it's it's a good watch. I really can't uh, I keep drabbling on about his performance because it's that good. So I would recommend anyone who hasn't seen Split, although we pretty much you know, hope you watch it before you listen to this podcast because <laughs> it gives a lot of it uh, uh, away. So I got I did appreciate for me a little bit. Didn't love my second viewing, but I still recognize the reasons why I liked it the first time. Okay. So it's, it's still present. So uh, I'm happy you enjoyed it, Phil. Any final thoughts you want to share? And, of course, what do you have us uh, have for us next week, Buckaroo? 
Uh, well, I, I have to say, I, I maybe it's only because I did just watch it, well, the, the couple of times this week, but I was really quite impressed by this movie. I, again, didn't love it, but but I really was engaged with it uh, from, from very early on. It never really lost me. I thought the, the uh, you know, McAvoy, as I said, is really the, 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 the revelation here. The movie mm-hmm. is a solid movie. As you said, it's a solid genre movie. Um, it, it is... It fires on on the cylinders it needs to, but but without McAvoy, it's just a kind of an average movie. Yeah, and everything he brings to the table elevates it, and it's really an impressive performance. I don't. I mean, Oscars. No one's going to get an Oscar after Anthony Hopkins got it in, in Silence of the Lands. Like, no one's going to get an Oscar for this type of performance. So I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's definitely an incredible performance, um, and and very a, a showcase for his ability. And I'm really I was impressed by it the whole time. Uh, some of the subplots, again, happy they touched on it. I would have preferred maybe a little longer to delve into some of that stuff, but it's not that movie. It's a thriller, and I thought it was thrilling uh, throughout. I'm really impressed by it. So as for next week, I think we're going to – I'm calling the audible. You know, I had a movie going in that I was really feeling confident, but you, you tickled my fancy here when the okay. discussion around the score, the score is – getting you jacked up and 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 i have uh it brought i got a little chill when i thought about it so next week we're going to do uh predator the uh, arnold schwarzenegger movie john mctiernan directed oh mctiernan okay look a good mctiernan movie yeah. I, uh, you know you know mctiernan the best I'm, I'm aware of the score i believe but i have not seen it so uh this is it i'm gonna finally this watch is the moment classic movie Fantastic. All right, folks, uh, have a listen. Join us at the Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave Facebook page. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, interact with us any way you like. Obviously, share, like, subscribe this podcast with anyone and everyone you've ever met. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, folks. Et cetera, et cetera. Good night.